more than 25 years as a tour guide, I've really enjoyed toasting the bus driver at the end of a tour to show my appreciation for how they seamlessly get us in and out of Europe's crowded cities, over those alpine passes and across borders. There's really no better expert at understanding the driving challenges you'll encounter in Europe than the folks who do it for a living. Joining us for an overview of what it's like driving in Europe are two tour bus drivers based in Belgium, Dimi Rigas and Joe Stulens. Joe and Dimi, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you, Eric. Dimi, when you drive on the roads of Europe, are there some countries that have better engineered roads than others? Oh, yeah, of course. What do you think when you cross a border? I'm leaving one country to the next. What do you notice as a driver? You actually see, uh, for example, signs. Germany will have different colors of signs. French will have different colors of signs. It's very important that you really realize that when you're crossing borders. So when you're in be, Germany, you can look for the colors. Like like Autobahn, for example. The Autobahn, that's a good example. Yeah. In France, the Autobahn signs would be blue. And, and in Germany, Germany it's green. So, so when I'm in France in a town and I want to find the freeway, I'm just looking for blue signs. Yes, but in exactly. Germany, you'd want to change Yes, that. and also the exits. Those are the tricky things, I think. Uh, for example, Italy will give you the sign for the exit right after the exit, right there. Right. And in uh, France or somewhere else, you'll have it just before it. So it can be tricky because you think, oh, it's going to be a little bit further, but it's not. It's right there. And that changes from country to country. Yes, it does. I like Britain because you have roundabouts, and then you can take two or three trips <laughs> around the circle and try to figure out the crazy signs. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Joe, when you're driving, how does the driving experience change from country to country? Yeah, it changes sometimes, yes, especially when we drive into Italy. What's more crazy. More crazy drivers? In Italy, oh, yes. How so? But we are with the big bus, so we have not so much trouble with this. So the big bus has the <laughs> yeah, no problem always, with all these little Fiat. We always the winner, I think. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> you find uh, the drivers are of a different temperament from country to country? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So tell me, anybody, what is the thought about how the drivers are in Germany compared to France, compared to Belgium? Well, in general, they're more aggressive. In the whole Europe. All of Europe is more aggressive than America. It is aggressive. If you're driving in Germany, and if you have a big bus, like Mm -hmm. people can't bully you around, but if you're just in a little car and you're cruising, going less than 100 miles an hour in the fast lane, you've got people climbing up your tailpipe. Oh, yeah. And the idea is, the ethic is, never cruise in the fast lane. Always move to the the right. Also, a very dangerous thing, too, if you drive in Germany, for example, when you don't have a speed limit, the Germans are used to obey the law, like mm-hmm. it really is written. So if there's a sign coming up 100, and they're driving 180, they go on their brakes right there. So they'll drive 180 until exactly. they hit the 100 sign. And yes. then because Germans are famously, exactly. almost notoriously good at obeying yeah. the rules, yeah. they will slam on their brakes even on the freeway to get exactly. down to that 100. And then if you don't know that as a foreigner, you're going to hit him because you don't expect that. You know, like it's, yeah. it's really like a, a dangerous thing that happens That's a lot. That's very interesting. I hadn't uh, considered that. Our guests right now on Travel with Rick Steves are Joe Stulens and Demi Rigas. They're professional tour bus drivers from Europe, and they're giving us a look into their world and what it's like motoring on the continent. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And by email... We're at radio at ricksteves.com. April's checking in with us from Roseville, California. April, what's your experience driving in Europe? Oh, my husband and I have driven in Sweden and Austria, Switzerland, and a lot in Germany over the years. And there's not many drivers in, in the Scandinavian countries. It's easy driving there, and the roads are great. Driving on the autobahns in Germany 
keep to the right. Stay out of the fast lane unless you really, really mean to pass, and be sure you look really carefully before you get out in that left lane. Boy, I always feel like, uh, just like a lot of Americans will fight to the death for their right to have a gun in Germany, people will fight to the death for their right to drive with no speed limit. Exactly, exactly. and you've got to try it once to drive you got to try it once. <laughs> and when I get home after a trip driving through Germany and I, I get it down to our limits here in the United States, it's like you can get out and walk faster. It just <laughs> You're going 70 miles an hour, but you're, you're accustomed to going close to 100, and it is an adjustment. April, you're talking about the sparse population of Scandinavia. They've got good roads up there, very little traffic. And people told me, Scandinavia is dangerous from a driving point of view, and especially Norway is dangerous because it's so darn scenic. you got to stop the car and look at the view, otherwise you're always going to be keeping your eye off the road, and, and that's actually a challenge. Exactly, and the other thing is they drive slower than we do. In Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. And also wildlife. Uh, another mindset. <laughs> and also what? Wildlife. Oh, wildlife. This yes. is true. What What would the wildlife risks be, Demi? No, but I mean... You, in Scandinavia. You, 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 those roads are, you know, in the middle of the forest. And here and comes a moose. Here comes yeah. a moose. Yeah, exactly. And that can be a fatal accident. And there's a lot of accidents that happen with wildlife, yeah. And in Italy, you're, you're just more likely to drive over a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's not going to be quite so catastrophic. Over a small fiat. <laughs> or a small fiat. <laughs> April, thanks for your call. Thank you. What are the big changes? I know Europe is investing in its roads a lot. Every time I go, my guidebooks are out of date because there's a new bridge and a new tunnel and the trip is quicker. How do you see the investments in Europe's road system? What are the triumphs and, and what are the, the challenges? I think in most countries, especially the low countries, have problems with a lot of traffic. There's, there's a big issue there. So they actually add more lanes. Basically, that's what happens. That's the big, so the that's big challenge because the, the low countries are the most densely populated part well, of yeah, Europe. Of course, Belgium of course, and Holland. Yeah, especially if you go to Holland. Holland even yeah. more than Belgium. And everything is concentrated in, in an area of about 60, 70 kilometers, which is that's really right. small. And, you know, they reduce the speed there also to 100 kilometers per hour. So you cannot go faster than so that need, area. They need more lanes. More lanes, exactly. And you can get some terrible traffic jams in Germany, especially, yes, I think. Yes. I've been 10, 15 kilometers of traffic lined yeah. up. Joe, do you see any uh, impressive investment in tunnels and bridges? What's happening in Europe this way? I think uh, they make some good uh, new routes uh, direction. Amsterdam, for example. Mm-hmm. They go from two, three lanes, they go to five lanes. Mm-hmm. And that's much better traffic jams are. It helps. Not so big anymore. What about big tunnels under the Swiss Alps and in Austria, the Alps, rather than going switchbacking across the mountains? Are there Talk about some big tunnels. We drive through the Gotthard Tunnel. At, How long is that? That's 17 kilometers. It's about 10, more 10 than, 11 more than miles. 11 yeah. miles. 11 miles. Under long, the mountain. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a problem being not hypnotized? It's not my favorite. Not really. No, no. I like that the scenery one over the pass. I like going switchbacking over, yeah. yeah I yeah. think most of the tour groups are sleeping by the end of a 10-mile-long tunnel. <laughs> yeah. In big cities, for example, especially when you talk about Switzerland, in Switzerland, all the cities are now creating tunnels. It's bad for tourism because they don't want you to see anything. You have to go underneath the tunnel, get out when you pass the uh, the city. But it's a blessing for the people in that city. They exactly. don't want the people... in All over Europe, we have these wonderful periphery roads yes. around Paris, around Brussels, where you don't go through the middle of the city. You take the freeway around always faster mm-hmm. than going through the city, I would yeah. think. Mm-hmm. This is Travel with Rick Steves. Our email is radio at ricksteves.com. And Nicole in Victoria, British Columbia, emailed us, and she says, is my regular driver's license valid in all European countries, or is there other paperwork I need to get anywhere? What do you know about drivers with an American license Well, for plate? a normal car, with an American car, uh, it would be okay. For a normal-sized car? Yes. 
So any any American or Canadian who wants who has a valid license here can go to Europe and rent a car with no problem. No, that's my no experience problem. too. A lot of people think about this international driver's license, which you can get at AAA. You do, it's you cheap, can, and yes. it's it's a valid piece of photo ID. But in most cases, it's not required. In a rare instance, you can get a fine by not having an international driver's license because it provides the policeman with a formal translation of your license plate. But uh, if you talk to people who rent cars, they'll tell you it's no problem. Your no American problem license whatsoever. is good enough. For travelers, a big issue of uh, stress is driving in the cities now. More and more cities are becoming car unfriendly. In Florence, we can no longer get our buses to the hotel in the center of the town. What's the trend, Demi, for driving in the center of the city for people with cars? I would suggest that stay out of the, the center. So they have uh, park and ride they do facilities. They have big parking lots now. For example, in some cities, they have actually free shuttles to get you into town, which is fantastic. Of course, you don't need to That's worry brilliant. about it. Salzburg has a beautiful plan that exactly, way. Exactly, yeah. We um, have in Belgium, where actually where we live nearby, Hasselt mm-hmm. has done that, was one of the first cities that has created parking lots around it, free shuttles to go in. And many cities are creating a congestion-free zone or a congestion fee where you have to pay if you're not a resident to go into the center, and they will give you subsidized parking and a shuttle service in. A lot of other cities have cameras that will photograph any license plate that comes in, and if you aren't a resident or legal in there, you're going to get a fine in the mail, up $100 or something. If you are staying at a hotel, ask at the hotel if it's okay, and you can drive through that zone, but you will have uh, to do the paperwork with your hotel, and they'll have to report your car to the police, and then you'll be legal in the city center. So be aware of that, but Europe is very densely populated, a lot more so than most of the United States, and Europe is working aggressively to help uh, decongest the uh, centers of the cities. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about driving in Europe. For a lot of people, you know, they're just hell-bent on getting to their city. But for a person who likes to drive, driving is part of the fun. I'm going to ask Joe and Dimi, what are your favorite driving experiences? What's something particularly enjoyable for you as a driver? Joe Stulens. I like it driving up the mountain and make a stop on top in the snow in summertime and the people enjoy it and I like that wonderful you take the switchbacks up and up and oh, up oh yes what, oh. Mount, what is the pass we're thinking about here I, I'm thinking about the Gotthard Pass going down the Gotthard Pass and then if we feel that the people enjoy it we take another one we go over the Susten Pass and we end up in in Lauterbrunnen so you're going through the Swiss Alps and you stop at the top and people yeah. can throw snowballs in the middle of the summer in the summer yeah and uh, Dimi Rigas, what is an enjoyable part of your work? Whenever you arrive to a new destination and bring people safe to that destination, and you know, they, especially if you drive through mountains and high passes and, and turns, and you know, people are so impressed by it, you driving this big, huge vehicle through those narrow roads, and you know, they clap their hands, and, and you know, when you get to the destination, it gives you such a great feeling. And I would remind all the travelers when you get into town, if your driver has gotten you there safely, it is a good, appropriate thing to give them a round of applause and appreciation. And apparently you guys hear that and you enjoy it. Very appreciate it. Absolutely, yes. yes. Well, thank you and uh, enjoy your driving all through Europe with so many American travelers. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Rick Steves teaches smart European travel. At ricksteves.com, you'll find an archive of interviews from his radio show, free audio tours of Europe's top sites, a monthly travel newsletter, and a world of information to help you turn your European travel dreams into smooth and affordable reality. To gear up for your next European adventure, begin your trip at ricksteves.com.